Maybe it will be about race. Hi, this is a Snake River Lib. Actually, it's not morning yet, just uh, a mere 48 minutes away. And by that time, it'll be the broadcast will be over, or the podcast will be over, rather, and it'll be published. Um, so still the 29th of May, even as I speak, there are all sorts of um, protests happening all over the country, um, not just Minneapolis anymore, where they're burning and looting and all sorts of things, but in Washington, D.C., where they have gone in and uh, defaced the Treasury building, as well as um, protesting at the White House and taking down barricades there. Um, But it goes further than that, Uh, Chicago, Houston, Interestingly enough, at CNN, at the CNN Center in Atlanta, I remember having the opportunity to stay there at one point for one of our training seminars when we got our new contract um, as a super when as a supervisor. We were being trained on a new contract. It was in Atlanta, and we stayed at the at the CNN Center there, and. It's a very cool place, I I must admit, I'm not going to lie. But I find it very interesting that they're rioting outside the CNN Center. The the mayor of Atlanta, of course, is begging them to stop the protests, not rioters, of course, protesters, uh, begging the protesters to stop, telling them they're on our side. I just want you to stop and think about that for a minute. Now, of course, that's not CNN saying that they're on the protester side. And we have to really examine this. Uh, and we have to examine this from a, a uh, logistical point of view. Because for the last... Um, well, since before Donald Trump got elected, um, I have been worried um, that the divide in this nation is irreconcilable, that it can't be fixed. And so then what happens? Um, After the Trump election, there was a huge movement in California uh, to secede from the Union I remember writing about that. I wasn't talking then. It's just writing in, in the lib. I wrote that um, we should have learned. We should learn from past mistakes um, and let them secede. Um, the it never went anywhere because. California is in a very precarious position. Um, Yes, they're like one of the largest economies in the world, even by themselves. No question. But there's also a key factor that um, Southern California could be devastated um, very simply by turning off the water of the Colorado. Um. Yes, they have their own water sources, but um, that would probably damage them somewhat. 
And there's all sorts of things that would have to be worked out um, with that. However, we made the mistake once before um, with Lincoln, and and that brings me to to one of the things I wanted to talk about. But first, I do need to uh, mention something. I was informed politely today um, that when I make statements, perhaps I don't go into enough detail. And the statement in particular was about uh, Senator Klobuchar, who had been a candidate for president for the Democratic Party. And I had made a statement on my broadcast, the last one, that because of a relationship with the uh, cop that's now been arrested for murder, she might as well forget about being considered as the VP can't uh, as the VP nominee. And, but I didn't elaborate on that. And and when I was asked about why I thought that, I realized, and I explained that I just assumed that everybody knew because what do I do? I'm just a retiree uh, that loves to consume news. If only you knew how much I read every day, not just conservative media, by the way, because believe it or not, <laughs> I delve into uh, other stuff as well, to my detriment. Um, I consume a lot, too much. Um, Amy Klobuchar had been a county prosecutor in a not a similar event, likely. It was uh, an event where he was involved in a shooting that perhaps was justified because there was no case on it, because there was no arrest or, or really much of an investigation, we don't know. On the surface, it appears that it could have been justified. Or was it just a, a typical a cop did it, so we're sweeping it under the rug? We don't know. But she was involved in that. And even if it was completely justified in today's environment, with everything going on today, um, there's no way that she would be selected. In fact, uh, right now, um, there's no way that the uh, vice presidential nominee is going to be anyone but a black woman. And I'm not so sure that Biden is going to be the nominee, but I've been that way ever since he has started talking about campaigning for the U.S. Senate, which he has done, um, that his coherence may not be sufficient. But now, um, funny how this all just came up. It's not funny. This was murder, okay? I've said it. This is the third podcast I've done since the event. Every single one of them, I've said it. Every single post that I've made has uh, considered this per this policeman a murderer. Most conservative voices on television, radio, and the print have all said that this guy is a murderer. Even those who most staunchly stand for law enforcement have said that. 
that there's no excuse. In fact, this guy gives law enforcement a bad name. And what happens is it, it taints all of them. It calls every single action that every police officer has ever done into question. And perhaps it should, but, but I mean, it doesn't matter whether it should or shouldn't, because now every single thing will be under a microscope, and maybe that's what we're going to have to do. But here's the question. Who is going to enforce the law? If not the police. The rioters? Well, that could be the case. I mean, we, we could be approaching that time of revolution again, or perhaps a, just a civil war. Um, I say just a civil war, where, where hundreds of thousands, you know, over well over half a million people died and millions of people were displaced and lost their homes. And I'm not talking about slave owners, um, but millions of people lost their homes, lost property, not including slaves. At the end of the war, slaves weren't property, so you can't say that they lost them. But since I mentioned the Civil War, it points out something very, very critical. Uh, there's been more than once in this country where the choice of vice president has been very, very critical. One of those times was the time when it may have been Abraham Lincoln's worst mistake. And that was the selection of Andrew Johnson of Tennessee to be his running mate in 1864. It was Lincoln's hope that it would be some sort of a reconciliation with the South. And that they would... Um, that they would get enough of those states. You know, there were several southern states that did not secede. And those states, by the way, uh, had did not have their slaves freed by the Emancipation Proclamation. Missouri, uh, Kentucky, um, Maryland, Delaware. Those states were all states that had slaves in them, um, slave owners in them. Um, they were not included in the Emancipation Proclamation. Only those that were in open rebellion were included. As it turned out, when Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, funny because the other time I'm going to mention about a horrible choice for vice president uh, was also after the assassination of the president was... After Lincoln was shot, Andrew Jacks, Andrew Johnson came in. He was a Democrat, and he was sympathetic to the Confederacy. He was sympathetic to the slaveholders. He was sympathetic to the racists and the segregationists. And he fought the Republicans in this Congress for every inch of ground during Reconstruction. He would not send in federal troops 
when it was necessary to enforce the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments as they were passed. Actually, I'm not sure they were all passed while well, Johnson was uh, was president. But he did not enforce uh, to any extent. Grant, General Grant, could not, even though he was commander of the armed forces, he was the chief of staff, if you will, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. There wasn't a Joint Chiefs then. It was just, he was the, the commander of the armies. Grant uh, um, did not, wanted to go, but he also recognized the chain of command and refused to he, he begged and pleaded. He had plans drawn up to help protect blacks in the South, former slaves, to help them get a start. Well, Andrew Johnson was rode out of town. Um, Grant was elected. Many people consider his presidency to be a corrupt presidency. And there were things it was, he was not corrupt himself. He was just naive to people around him. He trusted them, and they betrayed it. But one thing that he did do was he enforced the civil rights of blacks, in the South in particular. He enforced their right to vote at the point of a gun, which should never have had to happen. Do you know it took, it took the courts over 100 years to fully enforce the 14th Amendment, which is guarantees the due process, uh, an individual's due process rights on the states. Uh, many people don't know this, but the Bill of Rights, as uh, the first eight amendments of the Constitution, only apply to the federal government. It wasn't until the passage of the 14th Amendment that the Bill of Rights began to apply to states. And it took over 100 years, really, actually, until uh, 2010, I guess, uh, McDonald, the case of McDonald, which was the uh, when Chicago's uh, gun ban was thrown out, where the Second Amendment was finally... Um, Second Amendment was finally forced on the states. Heller did it in, in 2008 for the feds, but uh, 2010 was McDonald. Um, but it took until then for all of the rights guaranteed in the first eight um, amendments of the Constitution to filter down so that the states and localities had to also guarantee those rights. Grant did what he could as president, including the use of military force, to protect those rights. There was a disastrous vice presidential choice with Andrew Johnson. Probably Lincoln's worst mistake. The other vice president I'm thinking of is was uh, uh, the choice McKinley made for his second term. 
And frankly, the industrialists, the great, the men who made America, if you will, or built America, Rockefeller and Carnegie and Morgan, those types, it, they brought it on themselves. Roosevelt, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, had been had been going around. He's very progressive, of course, and I'm going to talk about pro, uh, progressivism as I can with regards to what's going on um, with these riots and such. But uh, next time, but um, you know, at the time, uh, these titans of industry felt like the best way to get rid of Roosevelt was to make him vice president because that was a dead-end job at the time. Vice presidents never went anywhere. And so that's, they put, they were, they were kingmakers, I'm not going to lie. Um, sort of like the uh, likes of Bezos and, and, uh, uh, Zuckerberg and and such today, right? And the Google guy, I can't think of his name. Just a little flip of the switch on a Google search engine can affect an election. There's a, a report by Robert Epstein. I think I'll put the link to it uh, in the remarks for this podcast. It's a lengthy watch, but a very good explanation. Um, you can talk about Facebook and Twitter as far as their platforms. Uh, once they start censoring, they're no longer platforms. The president needed, didn't need to sign an executive order. He could have just gone and said, pursuant to this article of uh, the 1996 law, blah, 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 um, by censoring anybody, and it would have been better for the president to pick somebody else that had been censored rather than himself. Um, the DOJ is going to start uh, um, assisting people in suing these groups as a violation of their free speech because they're no longer, or rather, whatever, because they cease to become um, platforms, and now they are liable for the speech on their pages. Once they start censoring, they are liable, according to the law. So, but I digress. Um, so, Teddy, they put him in a dead-end job, which is vice president, which it would have been, except for that McKinley was assassinated. And that gave the bully pulpit to Roosevelt. And Roosevelt, who didn't like any of these people to begin with, he was progressive after all, even if he had if even if he was a Republican. Not that there's that much difference on the national level. Roosevelt went after these guys one at a time went after Rockefeller, went after Morgan, which was interesting. They went after Morgan because Morgan saved the United States on more than one occasion financially. Think about that kind of power, that you're able to float credit so that the United States could survive. Of course, the United States now has Federal Reserve. They can just do that on their own. 
They tore down Rockefeller. They tore down Carnegie. Well, no. No, they didn't tear down Carnegie, did they? How strange. These men had wealth that Jeff Bezos could only dream of. Their foundations that they left. Unlike Vanderbilt, whose fortune was gone in a generation, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Carnegie Foundations, still live to this day. Um, supporting all sorts of nonprofits, they've given away uh, billions and billions in today's dollars, and yet support their families in a very, very high standard of living. We need to be wary of what's coming ahead. We need to make sure that you have the supplies that you need. Hopefully, this can be resolved. Because who's going to enforce the law if you don't trust the police? If you're a gun banner and you think that people shouldn't have guns, who's going to have them? The same people that you despise? The same people that you accuse of being tyrants and Nazis? And we can talk about Nazis and the progressive movement another time as well. Um... Speaking of taxation, and that's what we're going to end with. It costs a lot of money to replace a police precinct a station. And think about all the evidence that's been lost. Think about all the files that have been lost. Think about all the unsolved crimes that are just going to go poof as far as actual physical evidence. Nobody cares about that, though, because, hey, um, social justice. Do people have a right to be angry? Again, I think I've said from the beginning that this George Floyd was murdered. The cost of goods are going to go up because, because you know, uh, insurance companies are going to charge a higher premium. Um, food deserts for inner cities are going to increase because stores are not likely to go back to those places. And it's going to take tax dollars that could have gone to helping somebody to replace a police station because most governments self-insure. And so that money's got to come from somewhere. Who's going to eat it? I'm sorry. We don't have any food this year. We had to rebuild the precinct. Good luck. Somehow it burned down. 
or it's just raise taxes. Taxation is theft when it's taken from one to give to another. It is greedy to want something that you didn't earn. It's the Snake River Lib Podcast. We'll be talking again soon, I'm sure, because so much is going on, and I have a whole list of things that I just want to philosophize about. And I've only got a couple weeks uh, before scout camp, and then my ability to broadcast or podcast is going to be reduced somewhat. So, until we talk again, it's the Snake River Lib. Good night.